0: okay. You've been playing too much of this. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Likes and the Other Stuff. I am your host, Snowgold, and today I wanted to talk about Diablo 2. Lizard announced their remaster of Diablo 2 after 20 years, I decided to give it a go so I can get my feet wet before the remaster comes out. So far, it's been a lot of fun. I've been playing it with my dad, my brother, and my friend. And we all just have been going off and going to hell. (laughs) That sounds really bad, but each level of difficulty, it starts out as normal, then it goes to nightmare, then it goes to hell. So right now we're in hell, and I'm a level 57 druid at the moment. The reason I made a druid was because in WoW, World of Warcraft. I'm a hunter, and every hunter starts off with a dog. And so my dad played this 20 years ago, and I was like, "Is there any, you know, dogs in the game?" I actually asked if I could be a hunter, but then there is no hunter class. The closest you could probably get was an Amazon, because they shoot bows and use javelins and everything, like the hunter in WoW, but with special abilities such as summoning a valkyrie, magic arrows, and other abilities. I don't play on Amazon, so I don't really know all the skills. But anyways, when I asked my dad if there was a hunter of some sort that can have pets, he said, okay, you can either be a necromancer that can summon the dead, or you can be a druid that can summon dogs, ravens, and bears. <laughs> so of course I chose the druid because I wanted to have an army of wolves. So what a druid can basically do is three things. Summoning, shapeshifting, and elemental. I use elemental and summoning abilities because I don't really want to go into the whole close-range damage of what a shapeshifter can do. They can turn into werewolves and everything, but I'm Not about that. (laughs) So what I use is the... Well, when you first start off, you start off with only able to summon one Raven and you have to go up and hit everybody really close range because you have no other spells. However, when you level up, you get more skill points that you can put into your skill tree. And that's just where one skill leads to another skill when you put so many points into that skill. And you also have to be like a certain strength or level to access these spells. So for my skill set, before I erased it, because you can do that every level difficulty there is. So three times, one in Normal, one in Nightmare, one in Hell. So what I would use is the Ravens, and I summoned about five of them because I put so many points into that. And so those guys, they just come down and they peck the heck out of your enemy, which is really good because then you don't have to really worry about them unless they de-summon and then you have to resummon them. And they're the least costly, I guess to summon because the other ones are like 30 mana. Oh yeah, this game takes mana. It's mana and health, so you gotta make sure that your health doesn't run out while your mana also doesn't run out. There's these potions called full rejuvenation potions that you can use to fill up both at the same time, but other than that, there's just normal health and mana potions. Everything costs mana to summon, so I would use wolves that t- cost about 30 mana each summon, depending on which wolf you use. So for the spirit wolf, that I started out with because you need to have so many Spirit Wolves in order to get down to the next level of Dire Wolves. So the Spirit Wolves are not as strong as the Dire Wolves, but they're good in numbers. You can summon so many Spirit Wolves and they will attack the enemy for you. But what I like to use the Dire Wolves, the next level after Spirit Wolves, because they hit harder and there's only three of them to worry about. So it costs less mana for me, in my opinion, to keep summoning those guys. Since if they die one at a time, then you only have to use 30 mana to resummon it, whereas, like, the other- I'm not actually sure how much the spirit wolves cost. But I know they were kind of expensive when you're starting out, so you would go to Akara, who is an NPC, and she would fill up your mana bar back up so you can resummon everything. But yeah, so far I'm in the difficulty of hell, and the wolves are working out fine. The dire wolves. So that's what I'm using. And then I also did use the vines for a little bit because I was thinking, okay, so there's the poison creeper, there's the solar creeper, and then there's the other creeper that I kind of forgot what its name was. The poison creeper poison the enemies and that's really good but some of the enemies are like poison resistant so that's not too good when that enemy comes out. The second creeper regens your health as they eat the corpses that you kill so that means that when you kill an enemy the the vine will eat the corpse and then you will be able to regen health. And then the last one is the one I use the most so it would return 3% of my mana back every time I put 3 points into this, and that's a little bit too many, but it would regen 3% of the mana back to me, and I already had a sort of mana regeneration going on. So then with that, it would help me be able to keep summoning everything else while I was doing it. But at the same time, I reset my skills and I don't really need it anymore, because my regeneration is doing pretty okay. So for now, I don't have any vines, but The solar creeper was the one I used the most and I thought that one was really good. I'm pretty sure it's called the solar creeper but if not, it's the one that eats the corpses to give you back mana. So the next thing I'm going to talk about is the spirits. With the spirits, they're pretty good because one of them, it'll boost your base life to a little bit more so that you can stay alive a little bit and it will help regen health. It's meant to increase your party's health. The next one will help you with your strength, so then if you want to become more powerful, you put points into that one and then it will make you stronger and your whole party stronger. So the spirits benefit everybody actually. And then the last spirit, it deflects the attacks of your enemies, but I didn't really use that one. I used the strength one more because I was in a party with like four people and I had my dogs. So this would, you know, it would be better if I had the strength because then we could just mow down the enemies. The next thing I would use a lot is the hurricanes. This is the fourth or fifth skill in the elemental section under the wind section. So you have a fire and a frost kind of damage skill tree branch going down. So then you can choose either if you want to go the fire path or you want to go the cold path and then they merge together to form some sort of earthquake that deals both cold and fire damage I believe. I'm not sure I haven't used that one yet. I use the hurricane and that one's very good because it's a radial kind of damage where you summon it and it summons this whole ring of wind around you which when people as in the enemy step into the circle of wind they receive cold damage and it lasts pretty long time It lasts for like 12 seconds. So by the time that the hurricane runs out I can summon another one and have some mana in the reserves. The skill above the hurricane is the twister. So to access the hurricane, you need to have the twisters. So I use that too because they stun the enemy for a little bit. And you can summon a lot at the same time, but it is mana costly if you want to just spam it. But It is good for big groups so that your other party members, or if you're going solo, your dogs, and... I keep calling them dogs because that's just how I address them. (laughs) So you send your ravens and you send your dogs out to go against a group of enemies. And then you just stand in the back and you throw out these twisters that will stun the enemy for a little bit, leaving time for your dogs to attack. And then if you have Hurricane 2, you can summon the hurricane first, and then you can summon the twisters to go stun the enemies while they receive the cold damage. So, it's a pretty good combo right there. Before I reset my skills, I also use the Molten Boulder because it was pretty funny. T- <laughs> it's this big boulder that has fire on it. It's a lava boulder because it's a Molten Boulder. So, what you would do is you'd send it and then in a straight line, it bowls down all the enemies in the area. So it's pretty funny, but you can't use this spell if you have Hurricane because those are contradicting spells. So that's basically all the skills I use. I have used the bear, actually, and it's okay, but it's so slow that it didn't really help me at all. I think maybe in hell it'll help me since the enemies are a little bit tankier, so then the dogs... The dogs aren't as tanky as the bear. But they're still a lot faster than the bear and I feel like it's more worth for me, at least, to summon them. But the bear was cute. I liked it a lot. It was just so slow. (laughs) But yeah, I don't do any of the shape-shifting because I am not a close-range person. I play mainly stand-in-the-back-and-shoot kind of characters, which I'm fine with because honestly, I don't think, like, playing melee is for me. Another thing that this game lets you do is you can hire people to help you fight. When you're out in the world. The first person that I hired had a bow and then they would use cold arrows or something like that to use as cold damage which was good because then it would slow down the enemies as I was going out and having to whack them myself. And then in act three you can hire another set of mercenaries and these guys are they have swords and everything swords and shields But most of the time, my guy would just stand in the back and shoot his cold bolts. They just froze the enemies and then they would keep them in place, which is really good. And it also served as cold damage, I'm pretty sure. I like to use the cold people. There's other ones that are like fire and something else, but mainly I use cold because it helps slow down the enemies so that I can attack them. However, if you die, these guys die too. And then it costs money to bring them back. But however, when you die, Half of your paycheck goes to death. He takes your paycheck. And then in the Nightmare and Hell expansions, he will take experience too if you die along with your gold. So you're broke and you're less experienced. You don't lose levels but you lose experience so it takes a lot longer for you to regen the experience so that you can move on to the next level. So he takes all your gold and you can't hire your guy for better chances of survival until you make more money which also is at risk because you might die again if you don't have anybody with you I mean, I usually play in a group so then I don't really have to worry about being alone but I just thought this concept was just okay so I have no money to summon the guy and I need to go out there but I might die without the guy so <laughs> it's just a whole I need this to have that but I need that to have this So to make money, you need the guy sometimes. But most of the time, you can get by by yourself and you don't have to hire them. It's just in certain cases, I like to have another person if I play alone because I usually am a stand in the back and then I have my dogs and everything, but sometimes it can get overwhelming still because the enemies come at you from all different angles of the map. So you could get snuck up on and the enemies will sometimes blow up on you and then that causes a lot of damage. So if you have a ton of the enemies blowing up on you, then you really don't have much chance to regen health. Or if it's if they're completely bombarding you, then that's a problem. Though the little enemies are not that much big of a problem. There are more enemies such as the champions, which are a lot harder. And then you have they're just the champions are just harder minions. But but then you have the final bosses of each act. Those guys are yikes. <laughs> it's really hard to explain. Well, it's not that hard to explain. You can imagine. The first boss is called Indariel. Some people call her Andy And she's this scary monster that will come after you in Act 1 when you enter the Cathedral Abandoned like church thing And then she is a poison. She uses poison, I'm pretty sure. And then it's really hard to get a hit on her because you don't have that many skills. So being a druid was kind of rough. I had to run around and then let my dogs kind of do tick damage at her. But you can kite her, so that's pretty good. And if you're in a group with other people that have ranged attacks or they can help you out, then that's good. I think playing in a group makes the boss fights a lot easier. So next we have Duriel, and he's like this giant worm thing in... A cave somewhere? And he is pretty tanky and he has this freezing spell that makes it harder for you to move and it makes you slow with your attacks and everything. Which is really bad, but usually I stand in the back and I try to freeze him because I'm using the hurricane, which I think works out pretty okay. I usually use my dogs and then they attack for me and I use the raven, so I keep resummoning everything and then I also throw out cyclones. I send out twisters just to see if it'll help. To be honest, I don't really remember Duriel too much all the time because, yeah, he's... He's my most un- he's my most forgettable boss. But then moving on to Mephisto, Mephisto is kind of scary because he's one of the three brothers. So there's Diablo, Mephisto, and Bale, and they all are like the three evils. They're like the main bosses of the game. So with Mephisto, he shoots out lightning and he shoots out some cold attacks, and it's kind of scary to get hit by those because they take a lot of damage. And I have died at Mephisto a lot. <laughs> But other than that, Mephisto, he does these kinds of attacks and then it's usually I just try to resummon my dogs as quickly as I can and I'll try to send some twisters his way because I can't really be near him if he's gonna hit me with a lightning bolt right in my face. So once you defeat Mephisto, you get into Act 4 and then you can beat Diablo. However, Diablo's a lot harder (laughs) than Mephisto. Diablo is pretty tanky, and he also has all these fire abilities. And so he'll shoot you in the face with fire, he'll expel fire, and it hurts a lot. And he usually kills my dogs pretty fast, so that's kind of a problem. So I have to keep resummoning all the pets, and it's good to play in a group with this one. Especially if you guys, if you guys can keep him busy while the others try to heal or something, because this guy will start targeting people, and that's not a lot of fun. <laughs> I remember one fight, he came after me, and I started running because I had nothing to protect myself with. I tried to slow him down with the hurricane, but then I also wanted to summon my dogs, and you had to stop to summon your dogs. So I would be running a couple feet ahead and then stopping to summon one dog that would stop him for maybe two seconds before he killed it. And then I would summon another one, and then it just was a repeating cycle that only did like so much tick damage to him. Good times. After you defeat Diablo, you can go into Act 5, which is the expansion. If you defeat Diablo, that's the end of the original game. And then when you buy the expansion, you get Act 5, which can lead to you defeating Bale. So Bale is this is the last one. Bale is the hardest one. And then you also have to fight these mini-bosses to get to Bale, which are called the Ancients. And those guys aren't a cakewalk either. One of them does this little tornado thing, which is really funny to watch. He's just swinging his arms, like... (laughs) It's pretty funny. And then the other ones will teleport, and then some of them are just really tanky. Like, they have tough skin. Uh, I'm not sure if that's the correct word. But they have... They have the rock-hard skin, and then it's really hard to put damage on them. So once you defeat the ancients, they say, You're worthy to take on Bale. And honestly, that guy is such a... Every time I battle him, I always die a lot. No matter how many times I try, it's it's really hard to avoid all the attacks he sends out. So Bale shoots out pretty much everything. He also does a sort of mana leech on certain attacks. Which is not good because you need the mana in order to survive. He'll send out like frost novas, he'll send out fire novas, and then he also sends out himself as clones. And he also has these vines. I'm pretty sure they're his appendages. And they will attack you too, and they sprout everywhere. So it's really hard to move around the stage unless you have portals that can take you back and forth to each location. It's good to a certain point because there's a ton of things that you could block the attacks with but at the same time getting there before he sends out the attacks because there's not really a way to know when he's gonna send out what. So you just gotta use your best effort to kill him. And then once you kill him, you can become Slayer, whatever your name is, or you can become Champion, whatever your name is, when you beat Nightmare and Normal. So Normal you become Slayer, Nightmare you become Champion. I don't know what happens when you beat Hell because I haven't gotten there yet. Though I can imagine what Bale's gonna be like in Hell, so that's kind of scary. (laughs) Also, fun fact, upon reading Bale's name, I didn't know it was Bale. I thought it was Ball for the long time, so I kept calling him Ball. And then someone had to correct me, and I was just like, oh, (laughs) because it's spelled B A A L. So I thought, okay, it's Ball, like (laughs) Ba. But now I know it's Bale. (laughs) Five bosses, and they all drop pretty good equipment because every time they drop an equipment, you get either a yellow or. A gold or a blue and all those colors mean is the different kinds of equipment they are or weapons so the equipment is named with a white color that means it's a normal weapon so it's like the base of everything then you move on to grays which are socketed items and you can socket gems and runes that you find on the floor with these to power up your weapon and possibly make it stronger so socketed items are great and I have a headpiece. It lets me apply one to every skill I have, so I can have one extra skill in my dogs and one extra skill in my ravens, one extra skill in my hurricane, and it'll stay there until I remove the headpiece. So gray items are not bad, they just need to be socketed. And then there's blue, which is magic items, and they have special attributes that you can use to equip to yourself and then make you a little bit stronger. So that's like finding two defense or something, more mana, more skill points, and magic find. Magic find is really important because that helps you find more magic items. Then you have yellow items, which are rare items, and they are they're pretty good. They usually drop from the boss fights, and they can come in any kinds of equipment, and they have all these stats equipped with it. So they're pretty good items to get on drops. And then you have the green items which i neglected to say earlier the green items are part of a set and they're good too because they have if you get the whole set you get a bonus i only have one green i don't have the rest of the set so i don't know what it does yet but if i find all the sets then i can see what kind of extra buff i get and then last we have gold gold is the rarest of everything yellows were rare but golds are really rare, because there's only like one in the whole game of that item. So if you want the gold item, you need to have... You need to make sure that it can drop, so no one has it equipped. And, and if you have other golds in your party, such as... Let's say you have an amulet, and you hold that gold amulet in the bank, it increases the chance that you'll have another gold amulet drop, and that'll be the one that you want. It's really hard to get these to drop, and when it does, it's it's really good. <laughs> so, when you get so many... When you get so much weapons, equipment, gems, charms, runes, then you're gonna want to put it somewhere that you can save it for later. So, you'll put it in your stash, but the stash will fill up. There's no extra tabs or anything. You will have to make a mule. In the remaster, they said that they're adding the shared stash, so you don't have to do this. But, as of right now, you have to make mule characters in order to hold all the equipment that you want to keep. So, for this to work, you need to create different characters and then you need to have them hop into the game that you're playing. And then, they can put the items with them. I have one gem mule, I have one charm mule, one equipment mule, one rune mule, and one potion mule because I make full rejuvenation potions for no reason. (laughs) So with all those mules, you need to make sure that you can keep them because every character you make in Diablo 2, they need to have a playtime of about 2 hours before they're locked in. Other than that, if you don't lock them in within 10 or 11 days, then they're gone forever and you lose all that stuff. It's hard to get them all locked in because if you leave your game running, sometimes the game just logs you out because of inactivity, so then you have to reset it. But it's after you get all your characters locked in, then you can have those mules come and collect the equipment that you want to keep. Like, So let's say you find an amulet on the floor and then maybe another character wants it. So you send it over with the mule and then you can put it in the game that your other character has. So in the hopes that you make another character, you'll have that amulet ready for them. Another thing I wanted to address was the graphics. Since the remaster is coming out, they're upping the graphics and everything and faithfully restoring the 20 year old game into what is now going to be the remake. And it looks pretty good. From the trailers, it looks really nice and everything looks pretty great. But, as I was playing Diablo 2, at first, yeah, sure, I noticed that it was kind of pixelated. But, it was a game of its time. And then, honestly, you forget how the graphics look when you're playing it because it's a lot of fun. So, you don't really notice the graphics when you're playing it. And you just keep going. You you keep going. And honestly, I like how it looks. It's It's fine. (laughs) You can still play it despite it being, you know, 20 years old graphics. But I am looking forward to the remastered version because it looks super nice. And it'll be fun to see all the places and the monsters in the game with new faces. So speaking of playing, I never really addressed how you play the game. So what the game does is you only really need your mouse to play it. That's actually not true. But I mean, you can do it all with a mouse. So, you have your F1 keys and you have your 1, 2, 3, 4. 1, 2, 3, 4 is for your potion bag. So, when you click it, you use a potion. When you click when you click like another button, it lets you have the mana potion. So, with that, 1, 2, 3, 4 is taken, which is what I'm kind of used to because I play WoW too. So, it was kind of a tough shift and I still make mistakes when I'm pressing the buttons because I'm not trying to look at it when I'm running for my life. So with that being said, the F1 kind of keys are used to shift between your skills. So for me, I have my dogs on F1. When I sh- click on F1, it selects that skill that you want to use and then you can right-click on it so that you can keep summoning those dogs as long as it's on that key. And then when I press F2, that's my birds, I can summon my birds the same way with the right-click. And then it's so on. It keeps doing that when you switch between F1, F2, F3, F4, up to 8. And so the play style is you use the mouse to move. You don't use the WASD and that's how you move. You Left click the cursor wherever you want the character to move, and then you can also you can hold down shift so that you don't move, so that you can cast your right click, whatever skill you have set to that, and use it to attack the enemies. It's a very different playstyle than I'm used to, in all honesty, because I usually use the WASD to move around because I just got off of playing Shadowlands, so I was really accustomed to using. WASD1234 So this was a big change also really funny story I was playing Diablo for quite a long time at this point more than I was playing WoW So when I went back into WoW to get my tree mount for Shadowlands, I started clicking (laughs) With the left click because I was like, oh, why am I not moving? (laughs) And then I realized, oh, I have to press WASD to move. I have never felt more, oh, okay, you've been playing too much of this. <laughs> so yeah, much love to both games. <laughs> also, last thing I should mention about Diablo 2 is that when you play Diablo 2, there's stats that you can also put in. This is aside from the skill tree, but the stats apply to the equipment that you're using because you need so much strength or dexterity to use a certain item. You have strength dexterity, energy, and vitality to put points into. So for me, I put points into my vitality the most because I need health. And you get so many points every so often. I think you get one with every level, but you get more, you get more than that. You get one skill point for every level you go up, but then every every level you go up, you get five stat points. That you can use to put into your stats and then by doing that I always just make sure I have enough strength to use the equipment that I'm using and then I have enough vitality to make sure I don't die. So yeah that's basically how I play using the stats. I don't really focus on dexterity too much because unless I need to then I'll put points into that but other than that I just mainly focus on vitality. So yeah this is basically the rundown of how to play Diablo or how I play Diablo 2. And it's a lot of fun. I've been having so much fun trying to get armor, beating the bosses, trying to figure out what kind of combos work the best, such as the hurricane with the twisters or having elemental with summoning. Maybe I'll make another character, another druid character, so I can test out the shape shifting. but I'm not really for that. I mean, another character I was looking at was the Amazon and the Sorceress or the Necromancer because I tend to like the characters that stand in the back. I'm... Not really focused on barbarian, paladin kind of fighters. So yeah, it's a lot of fun the game. You get to meet Deckard Kane, who's like the icon of Diablo. And you can, you can meet Terrio who's an angel. And he looks pretty cool, honestly. I'm really excited to see everything in Remastered 2 because the world is really nice. You have these buildings, you have all these areas that you can go into, and it's a lot of fun to look at. I can't wait to see how it looks in the remaster. And they're staying pretty true to the game. They're not really adding too much changes other than shared stash. They even let you loot the way that you want to, and you don't have to have auto loot on. I don't know how I'm gonna do it yet. I might put on auto loot because, honestly, I have such a hard time picking up all the coins sometimes. Like, you can hold down alt, but then sometimes my mouse doesn't click it. So yeah, this was a rundown on how I play Diablo 2, and this was really fun to talk about because I've been playing Diablo 2 for maybe like maybe two weeks now, and I'm already 57. So that's... i put a lot of hours into this already. <laughs> I'm having a lot of fun, and I can't wait for the remaster to come out. So that's it for the show. Thank you for stopping by for another episode of Likes and the Other Stuff. I hope you guys have a nice day, and if you guys get the chance, play Diablo 2! You can buy it on the store from Blizzard, and it's about maybe, hmm, I don't remember how much it was, maybe like 30 bucks total for the expansion and the regular game. So yeah, if you're interested in the remaster, go ahead and play the, the original because, you know, it's always fun to see where a game came from. So thank you for joining me. I hope you guys have a nice day. Have fun, play games, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye bye!